And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Well, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we interview people who have social proof, meaning it's not just a secret, they're success. You know, there's a lot of people they can have, they'll tell you how popping they are, but they're the only person that knows about it. But yeah. social proof is people who have really created a movement and created success for themselves. So, got a very special guest. First off, I just been seeing, did you bring that jacket? I was, I'd buy it. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's like, I completely forgot. I like definitely need that jacket. Jeez. But I've been seeing this brand everywhere and me going to an HBCU I went to Alabama A&M oh, okay. not for long <laughs> I didn't do as well as my mom thought I would but um I just been seeing a brand like crazy so um Justin Corey I guess you guys can introduce yourselves yes uh my name is Corey uh CEO of Support by Colleges uh originally from North Carolina Greensboro and uh I went to Howard University yeah nice. Justin Phillips um from Houston Texas and yeah, I mean, that's me. Where'd y'all meet? <laughs> at Howard. Yeah. We're at Howard. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. So, 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 tell me the story of like how you guys first met. I was a sophomore. He was a freshman. I was throwing parties on campus. So there was this one party in particular that uh, it was like a house party near my dorm, and I was like working the door, like just making sure everything was going straight. Uh, I'm the I'm the person doing the party that's making sure everything's going well while people are turning up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I noticed that he was sitting outside, like across the street of the party. And I was kind of just like, that's random and kind of weird. Like, uh, mind you, when he was in college, he used to have this big afro. So it's super noticeable. It, like, you couldn't really hide. So I went out there and I was like, hey, you straight? Like, you good? Like, come on in or whatever. Because, you know, I just thought maybe something was wrong. Maybe he was too drunk. Or mm-hmm. you just never know. I mean, like, a fr- yeah, just a random, fr- random freshman just sitting there. I just had to make sure he was straight. So he was like, oh, you no. You were a I'm freshman good. at this point? Too? I was a sophomore. You were a sophomore. He's a freshman. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So he was like, I'm good. I'm just like peeping scenes, like, which I got going on because I used to throw parties in Houston. So I'm just trying to like see how y'all operate. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, mm, that's interesting. And I was like, well, just come on in. Like, you ain't got to stay outside the whole time. And so um, just from that moment, I knew kind of like he thought of things a different way. Because mm-hmm. um, all the other freshmen were like, oh, like, you know, turn up. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like trying to like really see like what was going on so that he could uh, fit himself into the equation, whether it's going against us, with us, like just trying to figure out what was going oh, on. Wow, that's so deep. that's how we initially met. And you had a team already. Um, yeah. So I had a team of sophomores. We had been throwing parties as a freshman. Uh, one of my big brothers kind of like brought us all in, and then we had a team already. And then sophomore year, we wanted to add some freshmen anyways. We just didn't know who yet. And gotcha. so immediately I was like, we added him. Like, no matter what, we're adding him. And so that's kind of how I got started. For sure. Yeah. So, Justin, what were you doing, bro? I was trying to see what was going on. Like, I came from throwing parties in, like, since I was, like, 14, 15, mm-hmm. like, in Houston. Like, that's what we did to make money where I was from. Mm. So when I came down there, my thought process was, what's going on? Where's the money being taken at? Who's running the scene? Like, what's really How going on? How old are you at this point? What, 17, 18? I skipped the grades. So I was 16, like, 16. right when I went into yeah. college. <laughs> so I was just trying to see what was going on. I was trying to see who had the money. Like, where was that? Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause when I went to college, I wasn't focused on none of that. Like I was just, <laughs> I was just in college. Like it was just in awe, right? Yeah. But, like you really was focused on like scoping the scene, like seeing what was really going on. Yeah. I was oh, got you, got you. So, how did how did like this relationship evolve from that point? Yeah. So from there, they were, we were like, we became friends after that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the bigger bro that we were talking about. They, they pretty much put us on any party. But at that point, 
So I, you just came on, like it was like kind of it was kind of weird because there was like yeah. a separation in between their team to where this group wanted these freshmen and this group yeah. wanted these freshmen. So it was kind of like they were fighting for who was going to be on the team. And the whole time, I was like. I just wanted to do my own thing because I wanted to, like, be my own person as well. So but you don't I, even want to be on the team. Like, no, I wanted to, like, you know, obviously be you, friends. Yeah, he wanted like, to be with us, but, like, have his own have thing own as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, that's how that's how I ended up having the relationship. Relationship kept growing because I was able to create something for myself and become, like, a, a figure on campus, but also collaborate with them. So we kept throwing parties together, but I was just, like, doing my own thing. But, you know. Throw the throw parties with them as well. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. So, so for the next, I guess, three years, you guys hung out. Yeah, yeah. a few years. Did you guys graduate? <laughs> I didn't. He did. Yeah. So I okay. actually stopped going to college. Well, actually, my sophomore year, later that year, I had to stop going to school because I didn't have enough money to go to school. So I ended up going home and then having to come back. Um, I just did this like fundraising thing. Ended up raising uh, like fourteen thousand dollars to get back to school, and then I continued. How'd you do that? That's a whole nother story. Right. Um, I mean, essentially, <laughs> I didn't. Like you just wanted to be in college that bad? Like, I mean, the thing is, one thing about me is I don't like people telling me no. Mm-hmm. And so if the answer is no, then it's like, I'm going to find a way. Yeah. So one day I went to swipe my meal, my meal card at the cafe, and it was like saying that it got declined. And like, I knew that I had a meal plan, like mm-hmm. for sure. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I went to the A building, financial building, and they were like saying that your account was dropped. And I was like, what do you mean? There was like, basically, this loan didn't come through, and like it was just a, a lack of communication. Uh, black college. So, yeah. uh, long <laughs> story short, it, I, I still had stayed out there for a while. I was still there that year, but a lot of people didn't know I wasn't in class. Uh-huh. I was staying in people's dorms and just kind of like there. I was living. <laughs> but I, I was still money to be made. We were still on parties, oh, and yeah. I like was working a job. Like I, I was still making money, but it came to a point where I was like, I can't do this no more, and I had to go home. Mm. And being at home, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Not too much going on. It was really hard to like see what was going on at school and then me just being at home so I'm like, I gotta get back and so I, I basically created this GoFundMe before it was Go before GoFundMe everybody did it I created this I built my own website and I like just made it look really good I did a lot of videos and ended up doing this this crowdsourcing campaign that ended up getting me on MTV and BET really and I raised total $32,000 and got back yo school. were you focused on getting the money so you could get back to the money in college or you was like yo I really want to graduate I'm not gonna be doing uh, this it was a little bit of both I mean I loved being at Howard and I love being in DC. That was my first time away from home for a long time. So just being in there, like I missed it. Like, I mean, Howard is dope. I mean, a bunch of cool people, a bunch of fine women, like it's DC, not Greensboro, North Carolina. It's it's a bunch, it's it's a lot of different reasons why I wanted to be there, but I, I felt like I had made my mark at Howard and I wanted to keep going with like the momentum I had. And so it kind of just stopped me like mid tracks. Like as if somebody would stop me right now, like how do I get back to this? So yeah. I was like, I could, I didn't, I felt like I was missing out if I wasn't there. Gosh, gotcha. so did you graduate? I didn't graduate. So, so fought to get back, got back. I fought to I get back. Story too. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I fought to get back and then I made it to the end of my uh, junior year. Mm-hmm. And then going into my senior year, they said I owed $30,000 again. I was like, I'm not paying that. Like I, I got, I had got what I needed already. Mm-hmm. So the degree, I was never going to end up working for somebody full time anyways. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like, I mean, I could pay just to say I graduated, but I could also just be like, all right, thank y'all for what y'all gave me, the connections, the the lessons I did learn, the, the classroom stuff I learned, but I'm going to just go ahead and take this. I had got some job offers already. Nobody asked me if I graduated. They just saw what I could do, <laughs> and I just went on with it. Gotcha. So, so Justin, y'all were getting money yeah. together for three strong years. Yeah, right? for sure. And then mm-hmm. you left. 
Yeah. The third year, you were still there. Yeah, I was. Were still you still there. throwing parties that fourth year? Yeah. So at that time, I had like a, I was I was like arguably like the most popular person on campus, and I was just like me and my roommate at the time. He kind of jumped on with me, so mm. um, we started doing stuff together. And it was so it was just y'all two. Yeah, just me and him. How'd so. you break away from like the conglomerati that y'all put together? I mean, it was, was just easy. like dude, we were <laughs> still Internal friends. Beef? Nah, nah. It nah. wasn't even like that. It, it was kind of like I had like kind of not left my team but my team like was doing less work mm-hmm. and so it was easy for me to be like all right me and Justin what are we trying to do mm-hmm. and if I want to include them include them and if not not because even though I was at a school that after my junior year I was still in DC right. so I still we still were doing things together yeah. it was just like now I didn't have to like I didn't have to include the team or I could but yeah. a lot of times because they everybody as you get older in, in college people start doing different things right. and right. only people that was consistent was me him and his roommate yeah so it turned into more so the team and me to Corey me and my roommate gotcha. we call him Alaska so mm-hmm. it turned into us breaking bread and like getting paid for ticket sales and stuff like that to mm-hmm. us three splitting all the money that was made from the events mm-hmm. so wow. okay and we okay. did that for very long like as long as we could and even that fourth year while you were in school you were still in DC so y'all still yeah I was still in DC I was working um at that time I was working for a tech startup um that was actually based out of New York mm-hmm. ran by Sean Parker which is one of the guys who created Facebook oh, wow. So I was living in New York and D.C., still throwing parties, still just getting active. And what year was this? What year did you graduate? 16. You graduated I was supposed 16. to graduate gotcha. 15, but, you know, I graduated <laughs> in 2016. Yeah. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So you graduate. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous? Or are you thinking, yeah, I'm going to throw parties forever? Nah, I immediately <laughs> didn't want to throw parties anymore. Really? I had been, yeah, I had been doing this so long, like. My mom was in bottle service, like she had me super young. So she was, I watched her do bottle service like all while I grew up. So um, I was in the club like 21 and up, like at 14, 15, like just, you know, if I wanted to go, I could. So I would just do it. So at that point I was like, all right, I got to do something else. Like I'm done, I made money, like it's cool. And I didn't want to be known for throwing parties. I just knew that I wanted to like build a personal brand and then now be able to do whatever I wanted with it. So. Yeah, I graduated and then I was trying to figure shit out. It was it was bad. Like graduation was like really bad time for me because I was the most popular kid on campus, but I had no job offers. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't know what I was doing. So like I got really depressed at that time. But oh, because you, yeah. you didn't know what I didn't was know what was going on. Once you get in the real world, there yeah. is no yeah. most popular. Right. I was just yeah, like, all right, what's different. all this for? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. It just I didn't know. So what did, what did you do? So graduation, what happened? Yeah, I just started like I had to start working, bro. Like my thing is if my well, not working, like just trying things. So it was more so like if I'm not moving, if I'm not out trying to do something, then my mind will go to a bad place. So I'm literally out the house, like trying to go get into something like I need to be doing something moving or whatever. I ended up moving back to Houston and I got a job like two days after I moved back to send my resume out. And then um, landed a job doing digital marketing, which I had been doing the whole time in college. And then what was your degree in? Um, audio production, actually. Oh, gotcha, so gotcha. audio production, a minor in graphic design. And then did that job for a few months, five, six months, and I quit. I just couldn't work for nobody. Like <laughs> it is not in my DNA. And right. then that's when Corey was like, "Yo, come down to Atlanta." I kind of played with it at first. Didn't make that move the first time. Um, ended up getting into some trouble, and then I was like, "All right, I'm about to just leave." In Houston. In Houston, yeah. Like legal trouble. Yeah, like. What'd you do, Justin? Just doing, <laughs> doing a bunch. Of- <laughs> what happened? Is, is the case closed already? I was such a <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get caught doing anything, 
So you like, were just you knew I was just doing oh, shit. Man. It was one of those things where it's like, all right, something bad enough happened to where it's like you either stay and go through, yeah. and this is your real lifestyle that you're about to be on, or you change it up and just go try to do it a better way. Wow. And then I made the choice to do it the better way. So just move to Atlanta. Was yeah. there like a yo, we got something set up, or I get you a job, or nah? I, I at that point I was like already not working for anyone, mm. so I had gone months without you know a job mm -hmm. i was just doing social media stuff like making money to pay rent i was right. cool like i'm mm -hmm. i'm cool with just paying my rent and being able to be creative so now that we make decent amount of money that's cool too but i was fine with living in a 700 hundred dollar apartment paying my rent and doing whatever i wanted with the rest of my time gotcha. so when corey was like yo come down i got an extra room let's take this to the next level i was like all right we out so when you say come down let's take it to the next level you're thinking about you're thinking parties though no, no, I was thinking about the clothing business. So like, when so once he left DC, we kind of left at the same time around. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I yeah. would say, I, I, if I can, I so might have stayed a little DC, longer. I might have stayed a little Houston. longer. Yeah. Corey, you're in DC. I'm in Justin, Houston. you're in Houston. Yeah. And you moved down to Atlanta. Yeah, I moved down to Atlanta randomly. Okay. So like, I, I stayed with a few roommates. One of my guys was moving to um, LA. One was moving to Chicago. One was moving back to New York, and the other one was staying in DC. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Am I going to stay in DC? Am I going to like, what am I going to do? Because I knew I would have to start looking for a place, and it's expensive out there. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I had a place in New York uh, with, my, with my job at the time, and I had a place in, um, in D.C. I knew I didn't want to move to New York. It was just already too much. Right. So I was like, I'm going to Atlanta. It was really, really like, I just said I was going to go to Atlanta. So you're going to Atlanta. You don't got nothing going on. You're like, hey, come meet me with I'm going to Atlanta. going on. So right. I, at first, I, I moved out here. Like, I wasn't, he wasn't in the equation when I first moved out here. And so I, I got me a spot, like, you know, I was still working for my other company, so I was getting paid to work remotely. Mm -hmm. And then we had started running a social media business, like a uh, marketing business, separate, like from afar, but together. Yeah. Um, just had, had a platform set up. And then um, I was like, I'm going to start this clothing line again, like get back into it. And so at oh, first- no, we didn't talk about a clothing line. What clothing line again? So, <laughs> ah, so, well, in college, we were also doing a clothing line, but that was my sophomore year, um, it had started up. So basically what happened was my cousin, who's a designer, um, he's a great graphic designer, I asked him to make some stuff for our state club. So I was president of the North Carolina club, he was okay. Texas club. And so we asked him to make some stuff for us and it came out hard. And so everybody was like, oh, this is tough. People that weren't from North Carolina and weren't from Texas wanted to buy them. And so we were like, okay, you know, us being people who make money, we were like, okay, cool. So then somebody has suggested that we make stuff for all colleges and or all students. And so we made a few items and they were hits. Some celebrities got their hands on them, and it just started kind of getting like really crazy. What did it say? Support black colleges. Yeah. <laughs> but different design or same one? Different design, but it just had yeah. a list of all the colleges on the back. So mm -hmm. this is 2000, what? This is uh, 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah. I think 13. Right. Yeah. So you came, so this design, mm -hmm. 2013, you drop it, got a list of all the colleges on the back. Mm -hmm. What happened? So we were running it for a while. I mean, we did the fashion show at Howard. I um, mean, mind you, like, at the beginning, I wasn't a part of it. It was yeah. just him and his cousin, and right. I was just helping them out. So yeah. I was just like, yo. Yo, hustle. Yo, Justin would get his way <laughs> in a situation. Like, I was yeah. just like, and I wasn't even like that. I was just yeah. trying to, like, I made their first Twitter, yeah. and I think Instagram. I don't remember. I don't think Instagram. Maybe just Twitter. Yeah. Got them a couple hundred followers. I'm like, yo, bro, here you go. Like, y'all yeah. do your thing. Like, right. good luck. You know what I'm saying? But so, I think that's a good trait. Like, somebody who adds value. Like, yo, yeah. I threw parties before. Like, yo, I could be a party. I could help y'all. Just get money together. Or and I always wanted to get money with him because, like, even when we were throwing parties and I was rooting for him to, like, come on with the squad, like, 
I can just I know people who work. I can see that, and I and like a lot of people on my team or just in general just c- can't outwork me or work with me. Justin could. So when I'm doing something else, I'm like, hey Justin. I'm doing something else, I'm like, hey Justin, because I can I already know what what I'm gonna get. And so for and then at the time we also wasn't thinking about having the biggest HBCU brand in the world. Like that wasn't a. It was kind of just like this is another way to make money because we were throwing parties. We was yeah. getting bread. Yeah. We'd come on thousands of dollars on a weekend. Yeah. So I wasn't like, oh, let me figure out all that stuff. It was like me and my cousin doing it. But our me and my cousin's minds work differently, mm-hmm. and so he sees things totally different from I do, from the way I do, and also. He never went to like an HBCU, so he don't understand like right, certain things, right. places you need to be at, and how I gotta see people every day if they, if they, if I don't got their order, mm-hmm. and you just in Jersey, oh, like sure. you yeah. know, they, they, they don't understand sure. that. So right. it just wasn't working out, and that's when I was like, ah, I'm gonna put this to the side. How'd y'all cut ties, or y'all just put it down and you decide to pull it up yourself? I mean, like it was something where like we got into it a lot and butt heads, and then I was like, I'm over this, and I just kept doing what I was doing. Yeah. But because I was a part of the initial start, it's like I knew that eventually it would come back. And we and him had talked a few times, and I just decided that I wanted to bring it back. And gotcha, gotcha. that's it. So you were selling it in Atlanta, and then you came dressing? Yeah, essentially. So gotcha. um, like I said, I had just helped out a little bit in the beginning just to help out. Mm-hmm. And then I, while I was in Houston, I was on some like, yo, any way possible, I'm trying to get some money on the right. internet, like in the crib, doing whatever. So literally trying anything, drop shipping, uh, affiliate marketing, literally whatever you can think of. Right. And like, <laughs> and uh, was failing bad, like not <laughs> not bad, but I wasn't getting like, you know, you see the gurus and whatnot, like getting real money. I'm like, that's not what's happening right, right. right now. <laughs> so I ended up failing at it. And then that's when I got into other bullshit I was doing. And I was, I was straight with that money, like I was chilling. <laughs> OD. <laughs> and then um, that's when Corey hit me and it was like, yo, come down. And then in my head, I was like, all right, so from all these failures with um, drop shipping, e-commerce, stuff like that, I know what to do, but right. I didn't have anything I could stand behind or a product I can push right. because I was just getting stuff from China, white labeling yeah. and stuff like that. That's where people but, get it wrong. Like you could, like you take multiple L's, but like all of that stuff comes into play. Even yeah. if it's a, a piece of what you learned, Yep. That L, mm-hmm. it, it at least gives you some business acumen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it definitely helped because even even so, I, know, I remember the first time I asked you to come down, he didn't come. Yeah. And it was because like stuff at home, people wanted him to stay and stuff. Yeah. And I was like pushing for him to come. I kind of dropped it at the time. And then a few months came by and I was like, bro, you need to be here. Because mm-hmm. like you worried about what everybody else got going on. Like, bro, this is your bread, your life. You need to come down here because I know we can do. Then he was like, then all right, I'm going to come or whatever. And then he really came. And then, um, you know, the story started, starts to develop. Yeah. He, he puts all his money into it. Uh, you know, I already had some inventory set up. And the next, I think, month we went on tour. Yeah. That was that. That really? was leading up to tour. Yeah, because I, from my job that I was working and then from my other shit I was doing, I had like 10 Give me the edited version. Yeah. So Less explicit. No, yeah, no. <laughs> from the job that I had, I had... Um, I saved up like 10,000 mm-hmm. and then I came down with Corey, literally just packed up everything in my car, drove down mm-hmm. and then that's it. And then we had, he had inventory already, like $20,000 worth of inventory. It was like, yo, if you want to buy into the business 50%, I need 10,000. And I was like, all right, cool. So I just gave him 10,000. Mm. We packed up everything and then we went on tour to do the all the HBCU tours that we go Straight on. Like that. And I literally, I can show you a screenshot to this day. I had two pennies in my bank account after I sent him all the money I had and that was it. And we just started moving from there. Was you scared? Was you nervous? Like- nah, like I know, bro, 
you can throw me in the desert, I'm gonna get money. Like I just knew we was I knew I was gonna get money, bro. Like it was no no worry. Like I just knew we was gonna make it happen. We're not we we've never done anything together and failed. Like we've done a lot of stuff together. Parties and like never failed, never lost. Never. I'm talking never. Yeah, so so fast forward, then I'm gonna go back. Like where what was the marketing campaign? First off, give me some of the successes you've had with the brand today so far. <laughs> so many, like, so many celebrities. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally a long list. Tyga, Rick Ross, Eva Marcel, Tiana Taylor. Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul. Just a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on two, two college tours last year and the mm-hmm. year before. First year, we went to seven, seven schools. Next year, we went to like 16, 17 hiring a staff of like 12 to 15 college kids, wow. uh, some college, some not, um, man. We went from doing like a few hundred a day, like a few hundred a day to a few thousand a day to doing a hundred K every month. Like it's just been a lot of different things. We, we asked to speak at different places. We did a collaboration with Google. Yeah. Um, they flew us out to San Francisco. We did something with them. Shopify um, is flying us out next month to speak on a panel because we're yeah. like one of the black brands. It's like, I guess on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, we would work with Coke. We work with just a bunch of different people. Um, we're doing something with the NBA for Black History Month. Like it's just so many different opportunities. Um, we're just blessed to be in the position, you know, and now we're fortunate enough to be able to give back. Uh, we just gave a young lady a thousand dollars to go to China uh, with her school, um, and we uh, we're doing a partnership with Slutty Vegan um, in two weeks, giving food to the homeless. Just just trying to give back and and put stuff like how people just support us. We trying to support others, and you know it's just a blessing in general, just all of it. So what's the sauce? What is the sauce? How do you get the brand this far? Like, is it? Do you feel like? It's just the design, or like your strategy is crazy, or was it a little <laughs> bit of just luck, or it's like, everything? I think, yeah, I it's think everything. it's a combination of both. Like, mm-hmm. I think one, you have to have design that's good. I mean, granted, you see people that don't have good design and still make money, so there's sure. strategy there as well. But, bro, honestly, I think it's just good design, influencer marketing, knowing how to run ads, and mm-hmm getting out there and touching the people, grassroots stuff as well. I think yeah. a combination of those four things can take any brand to the next level. And to me, me personally, like, my most important one to me is grassroots mm-hmm. because that's how we threw parties. We used to be in the dorms, sitting at the bottom of dorms, giving out flyers. We used to be in the cafeteria talking to every table. Like, we knew everyone on campus just from throwing parties. Mm-hmm. And so I know the impact that you get when somebody can be like, oh, I know Corey, oh, I know Justin. Yeah. Like, they feel like they really know you, and I feel like that's how our customers feel. Like, they really know us. And they feel like they want to support. So people be pushing our brand that we don't even really know personally, but they really be pushing for us like they're our ambassadors. And it's easy for us because people see the work. People have seen us grow from the bottom. We're very transparent. You know, we kind of teach, like, we kind of show, like, what it really is. So, you know, as we've been able to grow and develop, I think for me, grassroots is so important. Like, even when we go to, we were on tour, we were printing out thousands of flyers. I'm like, hey, I need two people to go to every dorm and put these under the doors. Because that's what we used to do. Yeah, and I know sure. that everyone will yeah. see that. For mm-hmm. sure, everyone will see that. So to me, that's the most important. But then you add that with designs, ads, and all that stuff like that. Then it just turns into a monster. So with the influencer marketing, how do you approach it? Like, is it just DM? Is it, how yeah. do you do it? Not, right now, you probably have, like, connections and you're, you're in. But yeah. in the very beginning, how do we get that moving? Yeah, I mean, well, you could talk a little bit about that because y'all yeah. were working with like Tiana. Yeah, I mean, so the first influence we ever had to wear ourselves was Tiana Taylor. Yeah. And so the way I got that was because I threw part, it was in D.C. Um, I saw that her and Karen Civil were at um, the Howard Theater doing a party. 
So because I threw parties, I could get in the Howard Theater even if I wasn't throwing a party. So I hit my man, so Howard Theater, hey, I heard Tiana was coming. I'm pulling up with my book bag and some gear. Mm. And he was like, all right, cool. So I came in, dapped the security up, you know what I'm saying? Walk right in there. So I stood outside of Tiana Taylor's booth like the whole night. I'm like, literally, if this is like the little the little rope, whatever, I'm just standing right there, just, right. just cooling. I ain't partying. I got all my merch on. Hold on. Is it good? We, the number? Or is that? Oh, just start over. We just start over. It's over. There we go. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, I'm just standing outside of the uh, the little ropes, and then this lady comes up to me and was like, hey, like, you all right? You good? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just chilling. I was waiting for, to talk to Tiana or whatever. And she was like, okay. So we started talking a little bit. It's like, what you doing? I was like, I have this clothing brand. I started explaining to her about it and stuff. And then uh, um, I was telling her about my cousin in Jersey, and she actually is from Jersey. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my mom's from Jersey, and we started talking. Hold on. Were your, was your cousin still involved? Even um, on the relaunch? After, this was before the relaunch. This is still the first. We had got Tiana before we blew up. Mm. So this is still early so on. Just back, still 2013. Yeah, yeah. This is still you. like I was in D.C. still. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I made the connection because they were from Jersey. My family's from Jersey initially. Mm -hmm. um, um, Jersey City. Okay. Well, we got people in Jersey City, Camden, Newark, like all around Jersey. Gotcha. Um, and so it turns out her and my mom are from the same neighborhood. And so she's like, okay, cool. We're, we're talking. So she's like, come on in. So I came in, I was still kind of off to the side, but I was in there. Mm -hmm. And so it turns out later that I figured out that I was Tiana's mom and also oh, her wow. manager. Wow. So we had been having this very genuine conversation and I didn't really ask for nothing. I just said, I want to give her stuff and I want to be out. I was really trying to leave. I wasn't trying to just be in there. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the party, she was like, follow us. I followed them to the back. I was in the dressing room with them. And then I gave her this stuff. Oh, this is fire. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And that's how the Tiana Taylor connection came. Um, we dropped the picture together. And she also posted a picture on her social media and it like hit all these blogs and she swagged it out and it was real yeah. crazy. So that's kind of our first influencer story. Yeah. But then it died down. Yeah, so and then now it died down. The relaunch. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for me, like, I'm always one of those people like I think I think of like influencers, they're regular people to me. For sure. Like people be like, oh, so I'm like, I'm a DM them right now. Mm -hmm. And I've DM'd a lot of people and they respond and they be read yeah. or whatever. I don't look at them any differently because I just know if our stuff is fire, they're going to want it. Yeah. So they just need to see it. So like I just DM people and most of the time they respond. If not, we email or I just pull up. I'm a pull up person. Yeah. So like, for instance, the other the, a few months ago, Meg Thee Stallion was here. Mm -hmm. And so she was at... Did um, you get Megan a hoodie? I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. <laughs> um, so sure. it's funny because Justin actually knows Megan's, I guess it's her assistant. Yeah, her assistant. Meg, he knows her assistant because they're from Houston. Mm -hmm. And Houston's real small. And she used to go to Texas Southern. So she was like a regular person before she was Meg <laughs> the Stallion. Right, right. So um, we connected with her on social, DM'd her, you know. And Justin's real cool about it. Like, he's saying stuff, but he's not trying to press it. I'm pressing it. Because I'm like, <laughs> I, I see the value of that Meg the Stallion. Right, right. Bring, I, I would 100%. know what she would do if she wore it. So I'm pressing, pressing, pressing. So they're going to, um, they have a show at... Um, Soundstage? No, nah, it wasn't Soundstage. Ah. Tabernacle? No, it's, it's a smaller venue. It's, um, it's near Atlantic Station. It's the one right on the corner, right? Yeah, right on the corner. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, she, she had a show there. And so um, I had um, a few ways I, I could get in. One of my homegirls uh, got me a ticket and left it at Will Call. Mm -hmm. And then one of my homeboys is down um, in the dressing room area working. But I didn't know he was working at the time. So um, I got into the show. I had my book bag. I always have my book bag full of stuff. And I actually had three book bags. One mine's, and then I had <laughs> Meg's, and I had her assistant's because I'm like, if if I gotta give you something to give, and so Meg can get something too. Yeah. And so um, I I ended up getting down there finessing, 
Then as soon as I got, I don't, even, I don't know if I told you this. Mind you, we were about to do something. We were up late. Yeah. I think we were about to go on tour or something. Yeah. I was like so tired. I did not want to go. It was like 11 p.m. and whatever. So as soon as I got down there, they were doing a sweep. They're like, if you're not supposed to be down here, sweep. So I like quickly like jumped in the room and was like hiding. Mm-hmm. I, I luckily, um, Ryan and TK from the Gas Fight were down there, and I was with them because those were my peoples. Oh, nice, so nice. It was, they wasn't making them moves. So oh, I was nice, good. Nice. <laughs> so I was good. And so I ended up weathering that storm. I got out, and I, when I found out who was sweeping the floor, was my boy Yusuf. I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? He was like, hey, bro, I know you need to get out here. You should have told me. I was like, oh, well, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, Meg was taking forever to come. I'm talking forever. I got there maybe like 10. It was like 12, 30, and she still wasn't there. And I was tired. So I'm like, okay, where's her dressing room? I'm going to put this in the dressing room, and I'm going to be out. I Normally, I do the meeting and the entry, the story, all that. I didn't have time. I was tired. And I just remember we had something to do. I don't remember what, but we had something yeah. to do. So um, Ciroc had sponsored um, that uh, little like dressing room or whatever. So I ended up putting our stuff with all the drinks. And like mm-hmm. it was like a part of the presentation because I knew they would go get it. Right. So I left it. Um, I told the person who was working at blocking the door, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. Everybody was cool with it. Mm-hmm. So I left. A few days later, but probably like the next day, yeah. I, um, I hit her manager or assistant was like, hey, did y'all get our stuff? And then she was like, no, we never got it because we never went to the dressing room. Ooh, and I was like, somebody what? Came up. She, <laughs> said, she said they literally, they literally got there, got on stage, and she dipped. Mm. And I told her before, I'm like, y'all, I'm leaving this in the dressing room, but she had never read it. Yeah. So I'm like, so basically, it was left there. So I hit my boy. I'm like, hey, can you see if that stuff is still there? Mm. It was, obviously, it wasn't oh, there. Yeah. It was gone. And so that's how we miss Meg Thee Stallion. But yeah. we'll get her. We'll, I mean, we still have the contact, but I just got to pull up on them. Show me the proof. Have you been struggling with starting, growing, or scaling your business? Don't know where to start? Can't figure out the next steps? Feeling overwhelmed? Do you feel stuck? Not sure if you're doing it right? Do you feel like you need help? Let's go. Go, go. We understand. Come join us April 2nd and 3rd, 2020 in Atlanta, Georgia. Social Proof, the conference that helps entrepreneurs start, grow, and scale their business. And to get you right, we're introducing the number one motivational speaker, Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, live at the conference. I stopped saying I've got to wait for good things to happen to me, and I said I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day. I'm going to do everything in my power to become a victor and not a victim. For more info and ticket information, go to realsocialproof.com. That's realsocialproof.com. April 2nd and 3rd, 2020 in Atlanta, Georgia. See you there. And so, like, I like the pull-up approach. I'm not, I'm, it was good. My name is Corey. This is what we're doing. This is what we're on. And, like, generally, people are pretty receptive of it because I'm not coming off as, like, no fan. Blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. I always chill. and I know the right time to attack. But then we have the DMs. We have the emails. Yeah. And it's different stuff. I so, just feel like with that, it's different. So do you do more of the, um, the, uh, the influencer marketing and you do more of the ads? Well, we, I do all of the ads, but mm-hmm. we both do the influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. But, like, for mm-hmm. some, like, tactical advice for influencer marketing marketing there's always going to be someone who all right let's do some quick math the less your business spends on operations on multiple systems on delivering your product or service the more margin you have and the more money you can keep but with higher expenses on materials employees distribution and borrowing everything costs more so to reduce costs and headache smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by oracle 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You follow that follows a celebrity or that is in touch with them. So if you just 
follow that celebrity and then see who else is mutual between them, mm-hmm. you can kind of get to somebody. Like somebody, everyone's always one oh, person away. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you can kind of just say, oh, well, so-and-so follows them and let me see how they know that person. Hey, how do you know so-and-so? Oh, that's my cousin's boy, like, you know, yeah. or whatever. So yeah. and th- it works out like that. And then honestly, just hitting up mad people. Like we send hundreds of DMs. So some people, yeah, some people read, some people don't. Some people yeah. will read it, and then Corey, like he, he'll press it. Like, yo, did you read this? Yeah. Like, like you saw it. Well, like, so what's up? Corey's so the presser for press sure. Oh, for sure. I'm, <laughs> that's I do not like pressing people out. But I just like, like I'm real like, if you like it, you like it. I just feel like this, man. What's the worst that could happen? Is you be like, they press me? Well, listen, I'm trying to get you to read this. Like, but at the same time, I think it's just like people don't do their research. And so for me, if we're, we, I knew we were going on tour. So I'm like, who's performing at all, all the places that we're going? We're going to family, who's performing? The baby, there's a, okay, who's performing at Howard? Who's performing here? And so I was always prepared to get some gear out. As soon as I knew where people were going, that's how, we, even the baby came to Clark Atlanta. The Clark Atlanta um, Royal, Royal Court. Court had came to our warehouse three days before to get a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, all their staff came to get stuff. So I was like, hey, y'all about to have the baby? We pulling up right. and we're going to give them stuff. And they For was sure. like, all right, bet. And that's how the baby got some stuff. Like, literally, I hit them because they were the ones that booked them. I'm like, okay, where are you going to be at? Da, da, da. And we ended up making that happen. So it's just like, do your research, know where people are going. And then when you get to them, have something to talk about. Like, the baby from North Carolina, okay, we can make that connection. Meg is from Houston, ready to make that connection. Like, we're going to make a connection with everybody. So you just got to make it make sense for them. And generally, with stuff like that, it's easier to make that connection because then you don't have to pay for them to post. Like, they may or may not post, but you don't have to pay for it. If, mm-hmm. if hey, here it is, I just want to give you, like, this is dope. Then they end up posting, it's like, all right, I won. But if even if they don't post, there's people that catch them with it on. Right, oh, I right. saw um, the baby with this on. He might have not posted, but people seeing it, for and sure. that's good enough for me, too. So yeah. it's like, you know, we lose a $50 hoodie, but, you know, the baby yeah. wearing it in some picture, it's cool. And then right. even if you don't do all of that, just hit up a lot of people. We mm-hmm. send hundreds of emails. We send hundreds of DMs. Some people respond, some don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to be willing to send out a thousand DMs, a thousand emails. Mm-hmm. And then even in the emails and DMs, we don't approach it like, hey, we're trying to give you something for free. We say, hey, we'd like to give you this for free. But if not, send us your rights as well because we'll pay as well. So we just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pay. You know, What's the most you've ever paid for a post? Uh, I don't, bro, luckily, I don't think we've, we've had to we've pay. We've never paid. Yeah, we haven't had to pay just yet. We, yeah, we <laughs> so, so the cool, so it's like, I'm I'm saying, yo, I'll pay you, yeah. but especially from a small brand, obviously big brand, but in their eyes, it's they're yeah. huge. They're yeah. like, oh, well, I just support, right? Yeah, like, yeah so I mean, like, it just depends. Like, somebody, Chris Paul, for instance, uh, they were actually going up, coming to play the Hawks, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, I need to get Chris Paul from there. So I hit one of my mans that I hoot with, that I know knows Chris Paul in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, I'm trying to get this Chris Paul. And he was like, uh, let me see if I can find the right contact. He gave me his stylist's information. I hit his stylist and he was, she was like, oh, we bought something last week. And then it turns out like they had already bought something. I had to check to make sure we had shipped it. Right. He had it, he yeah. had it and two days later he posted. Wow. And it was like, I didn't even have to go, yeah. I didn't even have to do all of that. Amazing. They had, I don't even know how she knew about us, but it turns out she was from Greensboro, my same city. I don't know who the girl is still. But, I mean, I know her name, but I don't yeah. know her. Um, and it turns out he had just worn it, and he posted, and then it was crazy. Yeah. When he posted, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tiana, Tiana and him, Tiana, him, and, and Eva, yeah. they all bring a different audience. Eva's a model. Everybody knows her. Like, 
Tiana's fashion. Mm-hmm. She was with Kanye, like a bunch of stuff. And then Chris Paul, NBA basketball, right. like he's the head of the players. Every yeah. NBA player follows him. So we got a bunch of NBA followers, a bunch of models, a bunch of like people who like Tiana. It's like it's crazy. Wow. Like, but they they really have buying power. That's why we say we'll pay because we sure. yeah. we see the value you in know that. Come back. Yeah, oh sure. my gosh, yes. So how do you, how do you guys build a culture? Because we were talking about it before that nowadays um, it used to be if you can get Jay-Z to wear your shirt, you're rich for the rest of your life, right? But now, Price it's, still. it's not as, I mean, not really. Yeah, if Beyonce yeah. wears it, you might be good for a while. For a while, for, for sure, a while. for sure, those are the facts. But it's hard, It's harder now building a brand because mm-hmm. everybody has their own brand or everybody has a friend that has a brand. That's a fact. Or they support, yeah. whatever. Everybody. So how do you cut through that noise? Do you, do you ever, did you ever consider that at all? Or you're like, yeah, it's gonna be the biggest brand in the world. I don't regardless. think we ever considered mm-hmm. it. I think one thing that's like, just for us, is that we have a message behind the brand. So sure. it's not just streetwear and it's not just, oh, I wanna look cool. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, if you stand behind this brand, you're standing behind every HBCU. And that's what's important behind us. So if I show this to a stylist, I can say, we even DM a bunch of people stylists. So we'll DM their stylist Everybody's and say, stylist. hey, you know, who's your who's your client list and do they resonate with our message? If so, we'll send you some stuff. If not, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I think that's how we've been able to separate from just being another streetwear brand or another whatever it may be to just, you know, stay in our lane, our niche. And then, you guys focus on, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, and then I, I heard you say something about um, like how do you build the culture? See, to me, we're not, we're not building culture. HBCU is a culture. That's sure. the culture itself. We're just promoting the culture. Mm-hmm. So we're not like reinventing the wheel. We're just talking about what already happens. And you know, back in the day, Martin and Will Smith, all of them used to always promote HBCUs. Snoop sure. Dogg, they used to wear HBCU Cosby. stuff all yeah. the time. So all we're doing, we're reinventing the wheel just in 2019, 2020. Mm. So to us, it's like, people are like, oh, remember when they used to, people always be like, remember they used to make those old? I'm like, yeah, this is the new stuff, right? right. Sure. And then people sure. can relate to it. But like, everybody, like, the thing about HBCUs is HBCU runs the world. Yeah. Like, everybody has somebody on the team that went to an HBCU. 100%. Everybody. Yeah. Like, for instance, Michael Strahan, Kiki, um, Kiki Palmer, and um, I don't know the other lady's name. They have a morning show. They're on a morning, a really popular morning show. And Michael Strahan went to an HBCU, but the guy who is their like stage hand went to Hampton as one of our ambassadors. Sent it to him, he got it to him. Like everybody got somebody that went to an HBCU, and when we hit them up, most of the time they know our brand already, so it's easy to have a conversation. It's like, hey, I want to send you something for helping, and I want to give them something for being them, and then let's see what happens. Is it just you two as the owners? Yes. Mm-hmm. So did, did y'all ever get any seed capital? Did anybody ever put some bread in? Like, yo, let me nah. get a percentage. Nah. nah. <laughs> we don't, we don't. Have nah. you ever been approached though? You've been approached, I'm sure. I mean, people ask all yeah. the time, but. But it's never like serious. They never come with yeah. a proposal and like, hey, this is what we want to do. It's yeah. more so just like, hey, y'all need money. And we're like, nah. It's not money that you need. You need. Yeah. Money. Nah, we don't need the money. Yeah, we more, need. yeah for yeah. sure. We're going we gonna to get the money from somewhere, yeah. but we, we, we don't need the money. We need like little things like it just be i mean we we took shopify capital like once yeah or we twice, took shopify capital not because we needed it we just yeah. wanted to see how it was <laughs> like yeah, we just didn't want to use our own money sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah, you just sure. want to use other people's money we were super how nervous take from the shopify the first time we took twenty two thousand, and we were like shaking like ah do we want to yeah. take this because we could have i think we were trying was to it based off business credit Nah, it you, was, you basically take it and they take 10 to 15% of your daily sales until gotcha. you pay it back. So if you have a low day, they don't take a lot. If you have a high day, they take a lot. Right. So, so we knew we weren't really losing it. it would just, they would just take it before it hit our account. Yeah. 
And also, they do it based off of how much money you make on your store. So they yeah. see the patterns. You know, they look yeah. at all that. And they say, based off what you do, we're going to offer you $22,000. Right. That was the first time. The then first we took time. it another time, I think, right before Black so Friday, so that we could buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. And we took $57,000. But and then they give you a set number. So if you take twenty two thousand, they'll say, Hey, you have to pay back twenty five thousand. So yeah. you know you're only spending three thousand dollars. You're sure. taking twenty two to spend twenty five, but yeah. you need it now, so you just take it now and then pay yeah. it back over time. I opened a store uh in South Decab Mall and mm-hmm. South Decab did me so dirty. Um but yeah, I took one of those loans. Now you think about it, it's like all right, I think I might have took um, I don't know, twenty eight thousand or thirty thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. The interest rate is like a set, like 20-something percent. It's like 23%, and they just put it on top. And they just took it out of my um, out of my payment processing. Yeah. So not, not they gave me the, the option of just taking it out of my account every day. I was like, oh, my, my account yeah. be too shaky. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just took it off my payment processor. Yeah. So if anybody ever does that, take it off the payment processor because cash they can't touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I, yeah, I, I took that joint. Like, are you going to give me what? Yeah. Oh, run yeah. that. Run that. Yeah. So now they're offering us, like, hundred thousand or oh, something like I that bet. but because we, we pay it back i think the first time we paid it back in like three yeah, months three months and the, the next time we pay it like five months yeah, yeah i mean we pay it back pretty fast i mean yeah, so you so. pay fifty-seven thousand back in five months they were like oh yeah we're gonna give you out some more but yeah so yeah. now we're just debating like all right we essentially have like a hundred thousand dollars in a credit line or like just money that we can use for whatever right. so like do we want to put something down get some airbnbs going like do we want to use i was gonna it ask like you whatever, that too so. because um as entrepreneurs the more money you make, the more you want to do other stuff. Oh, which yeah. is a trick of the enemy, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> because it's uh, I mean, it, it's like, yo, I can I can focus on something else, but when you focus on that something else, something else has to take a hit, like no matter yeah. what. The good news is y'all got a couple people and yeah. y'all got, you know, I'm sure you got staff and team, but yeah, for sure. Do, do you do you ever think about other venture ventures? All the time. Yeah. He he's he's so like Justin is the researcher of, of us, like mm. He like does his research. He knows what's going on. He knows the economy. He knows all that. Mm-hmm. I'm more like whatever he say. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Like, which could be a good or bad <laughs> right, thing. Right, right, but right. I'm pretty much in from the most most things he says. Yeah. So we looked at you know buying some houses, fixing them up, um, Airbnbs, uh, yeah. just a bunch. I, I had a do rag business at a, at one point in time. Made yeah. like forty thousand dollars off of that, and just stopped doing it like, during this period. During just like uh, the beginning, yeah, like, at the beginning, yeah, at the yeah. beginning before he moved, right before he moved down here, actually. Yeah. And I was making bread selling do rags that I got for like three dollars. I was selling them for like forty dollars, <laughs> and just I, and I had no idea what I was doing, mind you. I wasn't running no ads. Like, I, if I would have really done what I was supposed to do, I would have made a bag. But yeah. I just didn't know until and until he came. Then yeah. I knew. But we were doing something else at that. Like it, it was already over at that point in time. But I mean, we always think about other business things. Yeah. Um, and right now we're getting support by colleges to where it runs without us mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. um, so that we can do other things and, you know, yeah. travel and do stuff like this. Like we're trying to free yeah. ourselves up a little bit. Because my thing is always like when you get into entrepreneurship, you think that it's going to be, you know, something that it's not. Yeah. So my thing is we got into this for freedom. So let's free ourselves from it so we can yeah. do other stuff that we want to do. Absolutely. So yeah. a lot of people make it a job and it's just a higher paying job but it's still a job so my Mm -hmm. thing is how can we take it to the next level get somebody else to do that task take it to the next level get somebody else to do it until we're completely free so now we can do whatever we want gotcha gotcha yo does uh would y'all sell no not right now not at all you mean to tell me if somebody's like yo justin core i'm gonna give you 100 million right now it's not enough it's not enough we're gonna gonna make that that's no that's not enough 
200 M's? Yeah. Like, did you get the key? I mean, nah. you know, that's the difference we make. I wouldn't sell for 200 mil. No? Justin? Um, I think about this a lot. Like, I go, I think about it a lot because I'm curious of what someone would offer. Because yeah. Corey's saying that now, but if someone comes and is like, hey, here go 500 million, I'd be like, hey, let's have a conversation. Right, right. So, I mean, for sure we have a conversation. Million I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But I know we can make that too. Yeah. So it's like, I know we can make that with it running by itself and us having equity and the, having a business 20 years from now. Yeah. Like, my kids might want this business. That's what I think about. So too. it's like, so for, it's for them not to ever have to work a job, they can just take this. Think about if FUBU was still running and Damon John's kids were just running that. They would always be good. But like, I mean, obviously with 500 M's, you could be good too. But 100, yo. Yeah. I wouldn't sell for 100 yeah. M's. You wouldn't sell for 100? I, I would have, we would have to have a conversation. Yeah, like, was, it's not, it's not like, my, yes. I was, yeah. my, <laughs> I was talking to my boy. He's, uh, he's doing like millions a month. Mm -hmm. And I want to say he's doing like 20 million. He's like, yo, somebody give me 150 million for this? They can have it. He's like, yo, That's you know crazy. what I can... Yo, you know what I can do with a hundred million dollars? I mean, of course. Dollars? You can do a lot. I That's mean, a lot. But is, is it the passion or you're saying, yo, I could probably make more? I mean, one, uh, to me, the reason why um, I think I wouldn't initially too is because we actually care about the brand. And that's what separates yeah. us from a lot of brands. Our, we come from a, we are a product of this. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the connections that we get, the opportunities that we get because of it, when you sell it, you, don't, you lose that. And it's like, now what are we talking about? I mean, I guess I could just buy a bunch of Airbnb. I could do a bunch of other stuff and make more money, but it's, the connection's different. When but you don't think like you just create something else. Yeah, I think so. But I, mean, I also think, all, like, yeah. I guess it depends on the person because like yeah. I enjoy building business. So yeah. like we're still in that process. So mm -hmm. it's just like, I like the process. Yeah. So I want to mm -hmm. continue it until I feel like once I get to a point and I'm more like, hey, I'm done with this, then I'll let it be known. But yeah. it's not that point yet. I'm going to ask you on two years. <laughs> two years, <laughs> you're like, yo, I want to do something. All right, but anyway, um, yo, does his cousin hate you no. right now? No. 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 I was his cousin hates me. Right now, huh? My cousin hates me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they talk. They, can, they talk, but. Did he ever try to get back in? It's a it's a real it's a real sensitive situation. It's a real it's a real sensitive situation. Um, he still sells the brand, but it's just not it's not what we're doing. Yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it's just it. not what we're doing. It's just it's a real tough thing when you, when you work with family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I, I mean I don't have no hate or ill will towards them. It's just we we think differently, mm -hmm. and so in business it's just really hard to do business together. First of all, he's not here, so that's one thing. But we just do things differently, and because he. He's a designer. He sells sneakers. Like he's getting right. his money there, right. and because we actually went to Black Clouds and this is what we like really live, yeah. it's easy for us to run it. Yeah. What was do you did you see any other brands on your way up that you maybe took notice to, or you wanted to model after, or like what are, what were some of your favorite brands that you saw, or y'all just um, kept blinders on like yo I'm just going. I mean, we see brands all the time, but to me and my per I'm only speaking for myself. People don't really, are not really touching us, and I feel that way because. Or before, before. Like, even before, no. I just don't like. I I have brands that I like myself, mm -hmm. you know, just like personal, like I'll buy some stuff, but then also like for real, I just I wear basics and I wear our stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wear some Nike sweatpants and our hoodie every day. Mm -hmm. Same with him. I mean, we pretty much dress pretty simple. Um, so like, I mean, there's brands I see that I'm like, oh, this is a dope piece. This is a dope piece, but like, yeah. as far as a brand as a whole, like. Uh, most people just do screen print or like we we brought the Chanel patch. Now everyone's doing the Chanel sure, patch. Like sure, yeah. there were certain things that we did that we really the split. We did a half and half crew neck. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing a half and half now. 
So it was like, there's the, I saw somebody do a jumpsuit. I was like, we just did that. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I feel like there's good brands out there. I mean, it's always gonna be people who can design. There's some people who are hard designers, yeah. but their quality's not good or they're trying to cut corners. And so I feel yeah. like as a complete package, like I don't see too many. Yeah, because a lot of these people, I think they come from a place of design in general. Mm -hmm. So they'll be really good designers, but they don't have a pixel attached to their website. They yeah. don't know how to market correctly. So yeah. I think that's where a lot of people lose. But as far as like looking at anybody or trying to model uh, after anyone, I don't think we did, but we pay our respects to the people that came before us, like the AACA, the AACA and like is people good. like Fubu. that. So we know I mean, about them, people but, who you know, we don't model our business after <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, we, we respect a lot of people like, and, I, and even like the HBC, other HBCU brands, it's Tradition, um, HU Pride Nation. I mean, it's a bunch of them. We know all of them. I have a group text with all of them. We're like, where, where y'all going this month? Mm -hmm. We're going here, we're going to be here. Like, there's no competition yeah, for yeah. us. It's enough money for everybody. I feel like our stuff is going to sell wherever, and if y'all feel like y'all stuff is going to sell wherever, yeah. we can all go to Howard Homecoming. Guess what? Yeah. We all going to make bread. I see people at every event. I'm like, oh, what's good? We know yeah. vendors at every event, and we'd be like, what's good? Like, it's, it's all love. Because yeah, y'all not about to, it, just because somebody buys a AT sweatshirt from me, that don't mean they're not going to come buy an AT sweatshirt from us. That's it just means they got a little more money to spend. <laughs> but that, that's not our problem. <laughs> so it's all good with us. I mean, we love other brands, but. You know, we just know what we have and we like focus on that. Yeah, gotcha. we just we just try to operate with an abundance mindset and mm -hmm. also just like collaboration over competition. So For we're sure. not worried about what anybody else is doing. We stay head down, focus on what we got going on. And if, you know, that hopefully that'll take us to where we want to go. Good. So what, what, what do you think, guys, uh, is the next step for you? Or obviously what you're doing work is now what you're doing now is working. Mm -hmm. but. Is there something that you want to do that it's not the time yet or you're working? Yeah. I mean, this year, so last year was us being selfish and focusing on uh, our brand, just building it, and we did that. So this year is our year of collaboration. So we're doing a lot of collaborations right now. Um, and what does collaboration look like? Um, it depends. So it's, I, I, I look at it in four pillars. One is an activation. Mm -hmm. One is scholarship donation. Um, one is actual capsule. Um, and then the other one is... Um, I think it was just three. Oh, maybe it was the three. Yeah, it was three of them. Um, so either like, it could be like us and UNCF partnered up to give a scholarship to Howard University student. Mm. Um, it could be us and Slutty Vegan teaming up and giving away food to the homeless. Mm. Like that's a collaboration, but it's also like, okay, us and Kith made a, cl uh, a capsule that released limited amount of time for, you know, whatever. Mm. Or it can be something like, um, what was the last one, collaboration? Oh, Activation, yeah. where we do like an event and we sell merch and like um, HBCU Night with the Hawks. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're speaking on the panel, we're gonna sell merch, it's doing a bunch of stuff, but that's a collaboration. So yeah. it could be any different thing. It just depends if everybody's is super unique to that person. Yeah. Oh, oh. So that, and then just scaling the business up. That's yeah. all we focus on this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, scaling. And bringing people on. We brought, we brought hella staff on this year already. Yeah. And like last year, I think we really went with about Really, three people the whole year, but then we like added people for events and stuff. Yeah. But now we have like seven people like every day, so gotcha. it's it's I, getting. I need to figure out how we could do something with social proof, man. For sure, we can do something together. I'm yeah. into this. Ma listen, some college students. I, I want to bring a hundred high school students to the conference. So social proof conference will have um, about fifty speakers, like mm. high level, high performing entrepreneurs, mm. and um, we'll have about seventeen hundred attendees come through okay. that are looking to build their business. So obviously mm -hmm. I definitely want you guys a part of the Six Figures in Fashion uh, sure. brand, uh, um, uh, panel. Yeah. But um, I, I want to figure out how we can 
Yeah, let us know. It's always like yeah. it's hard to like you have to think of something and then we'd be like, yeah. okay, cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. always tell people like people like I want to collab and we'd be like, what you want to do? And they'd be like, I don't know. And he'd be like, all right, well, let us know and we'll be down. You gotta let us know and then we figure it out. Right. Yo, let's get together and no, I don't want to get together and figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Bro. Like, yeah. you come to me with some answers. Exactly. And then, you know, I can say yay or nay. I'm, right. like, I'm, I'm trying to mastermind my own stuff. Right. I don't got no time exactly. to mastermind. That's what people, people don't understand. Do I don't have time to be trying to, I'm trying to think about our next design. I don't have yeah. time to be thinking about what I could do with you. Like, mm-hmm. I need to figure out my own stuff. And if you come with me with something and it makes sense, all right, cool, let's do it. And if not, then we'll figure out something else. How many designs do y'all have? Right now? Probably like a hundred something. Really? Because there's the one I see most. Well, you know what? I'm thinking about SKUs. Um, designs, we probably have like five. So, know. yeah. So, this, this design, but like you'll have different kind of hoodies, pants, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this logo is going on most things. Now, we have like stuff that we haven't released yet that have, it's a ton of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, some have the logo on it, some don't. Um, we have school specific stuff a lot more now. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a, we got a we got few collections stuff. that are, have not been touched. We're just working on the back end of stuff. Yeah. But we have we, we have at least seven collections unreleased that are completely done and designed. Mm-hmm. We're just getting samples and stuff done now. And then as the time comes, we'll release them. Do you have something that you think that will perform better than that? Our hoodies, no. Yeah, like that's like the staple. They'll that's sell split. forever. The, yeah, these, will, sure. these will never stop selling. But we have items that we can sell for more and run it up. Yeah. Um, our split um, crew necks that Chris Paul wore, when Chris Paul wore, it sold out like. Immediately. Yeah, and we like the only problem with those is like it's so expensive to make them, mm. and it's just a it's a process. Yeah. So we haven't released them yet, but when we do, instant they people love those things. People ask us, we haven't released them in like what a year and a half, two yeah, years, and people still now. ask oh, every wow. event. Yo, did, do y'all produce uh, stateside or both? It, yeah, but it depends oh, on yeah. what it is. Most it's, most things are here, and then a few things that like, if it's a little harder, like cut and sew stuff mm-hmm. like this, we'll produce it overseas. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I, I definitely wanna uh, thank you guys for coming. I know y'all got a lot going on. Um, I wanna ask two of y'all um, this individually, the same question, but I like to make predictions on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I'm gonna ask you where you feel like you'll be in the next five to 10 years, so that we can look at this five to 10 years from today and say, yo, they was on the Social Brew Podcast. They said it five <laughs> years ago. So I want to I wanna start with you. It's hard to tell because we've grown so fast. Even, I mean, we've only really been And now the possibilities this. are endless, right? Yeah, I mean, like, when, I, when he first moved down here, well, a year and a half, two years ago, it was kind of like, let's just do this. And now it's like, okay, we're really doing it, and it's going crazy. Um, I think by we'll, we'll be an established brand. Um, I think we'll be in a bunch of retail stores, um, well, specific stores that we want to be in. Um, my goal, I told him one of my goals or the things I want to do on my bucket list is playing an NBA All-Star Game, Celebrity All-Star Game. Uh, because, you know, the Celebrity All-Star Game, you don't have to be a celebrity. Like, they had a guy, uh, James Shaw, he uh, saved somebody from a, a Waffle House getting shot. And so he played in the game. Then you have, like, just random people, like, that play in it. You had the two realtors who have the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just random people. I feel like if our brand's big enough and for the culture, we already got some NBA players that love it. I, I would love, we, we love playing basketball. So that would be something I could see us doing. Um, but that's like, that's like very wishful. <laughs> um, but I see us just being a household name. Um, I feel like we are getting to that point. But I wanted to be there and also like running just a huge operation under it. So I love it. Five to yeah. years. Five to 10 years, I think. Because, I mean, we haven't talked about this now, but we don't pay ourselves anything right now. So mm-hmm. I think we'll be making 
very hefty salary five to ten years from now. Um, you want to pay yourselves anything? Nah. Uh, I mean, you got to bring yourself something because neither one of y'all got a job, right? Nah, but we, we got we have, social media yeah. stuff on the side too. So, oh, yeah. so all the money goes back into the business yeah. and y'all do separate stuff yeah, to make but money. Se- yeah, but separate stuff that's like completely passive. So, yeah, completely. Yeah. But we also like, I mean, we didn't mention this, but last year we worked for Tyler Perry oh. for the whole year. So yeah. that was, we oh, were social, social media. media. Social media. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people didn't know we were doing that, but like we did a lot. We we are marketing guys who have a clothing line. We're not we're not designers. We we, we don't design. I mean, we do design, but we don't design. Yeah. We just marketing people. That's why it looks so good. Mm, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I think I think household name. I think by then I'll be like heavy into real estate because mm-hmm. I'm super into it now. Mm-hmm. I think I want to own like at least like a thousand units somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to buy my mom her own laundry mat. That's all she talks about. Mm. Do that for, uh, I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. Travel the world. Yeah. <laughs> what you already have done, but. Yeah, we travel. Marriage? Is marriage anywhere in there somewhere? <laughs> he, he I'm probably closer than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than him. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I just turned 28. Um, 28? 25. 25. Yeah, okay. so I okay. just turned 28 on the 14th. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I have a girlfriend now, so, like, I'm closer than him because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but I still but, just put mad pressure I, on you. My I bad. Mean, nah, I mean, <laughs> to me, like, like no, you said. <laughs> it's, to me, it's like, I, I told her from the beginning, like, I'm not dating just to date. That's stupid. Like, I'm 28. I'm trying to, like, live my life. So, um, I mean, it, you just never really know. It's really early to tell, but yeah, it's, for sure, for sure. you just never know. I would probably be the, before him, right. but. 25, 25. I mean, he's 25. Here, getting to the money. But he's not a typical 25-year-old. Got all the hair and all that. So, are you dating, though? Yeah, here and there. I'm really be chilling, bro. He has zero patience for Atlanta women. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Atlanta women are a a different type of woman. So, if they don't fit into what we got going on. Nah, I'm just weird, bro. Like... (laughs) I'm weird. I like I read every day. I write my goals down. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I don't listen to music unless I'm with people. Like mm. I'm, I'm me. I just. Yeah. Like, but you know, I mean, this is especially in Atlanta. Like it's the city of entrepreneurs. Like it's, it's some little joints. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Some little things that hit you. Yeah. Like yeah, I want to read books with you. Let's read. <laughs> nah, I never heard of. <laughs> Where they at? <laughs> I, bro, I'm, I focus on the bread. Yeah. And if something comes around, don't get it twisted. I, I, I do something if I need to. But <laughs> as of right now, he said, I'm chilling. I'm about to move if I need to. Okay. All right. So just hit no up. No cap. out here in these streets. Okay. Somebody better snatch him up. All right. So um, I guess. Uh, it's a dating show. Right. right. <laughs> hey, man, I try to make connections. Contestant number right? three. <laughs> Like, so people might come to Social Proof just to meet Justin. Hey, <laughs> hey we got to give you some strong nap for that, man. For sure. So, um, all right, cool. Just, um, I guess, introduce, uh, I mean, does everybody know where they can find you? Yeah. Um, you know, the website and just kind of, just let everybody know how they can stay in touch with you. Yeah, so if you want to reach us, our um, Instagram is support black college, no S, support black college. Um, it's a lot of fake pages, so mm-hmm. support black college, that's it. Only one, and our website is www.supportblackcolleges.org. 
Um, and you can just basically keep up with us like that. I mean, you can find everything you need to know for those, for those two channels. You got a personal page too? Uh, yeah, my personal page is Mr. Arvinger, M-R-A-R-V-I-N-G-E-R. Yeah. Okay, just in case this girl mess up, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't gonna mess up. She's gonna do me right. She's gonna do me right. She, she good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So my personal uh, Instagram is ihonation at I H O E N A T I O N. So that's it. Gotcha. So for, for the beginning, uh, just leave us with a couple uh, keys for a beginning brand. Somebody's watching y'all, like, yo, I got a good idea too. I got a good. Uh, marketing strategy too. Um, what would you tell somebody starting their brand? Um, me personally, I would say find your niche and go ham in that niche. Go find it, go ham, do your research, and uh, really do the most you can in that niche. Um, and I would also say grassroots marketing. Get on the ground. Be at Juneteenth. Be at this event. Be at this event. Be at this event, so that people can start knowing your face and your brand. Everything else will work itself out. Yeah. yeah for me, I would say. Um, Learn Facebook ads, learn Instagram ads, and learn it yourself before you try to outsource it to someone else. So, and then learn influencer marketing. Those two things can take any brand anywhere. So as long as you For learn sure. those two yourself before you try to outsource it to someone, just that that can take you somewhere. I love it. I love it. Yeah, make sure you follow these guys. Uh, really genuine, really humble individuals, and uh, really about the business. So I learned a lot today. Oh yeah, y'all said y'all had a story for me. Oh yeah. So you was good. you had your uh, your brand at Juneteenth, the past Juneteenth, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You were there at the Home Depot lot. I wasn't there. You were. Yes, I was. You were there. My man Jamal might have been there. Yeah. Brown skin dude. Yeah. You had yeah. somebody working your booth. Like yeah, it wasn't okay, it yeah. wasn't actually you. It was somebody else. Okay. But you came by. I remember seeing you. Uh, I think the first day you just like came to make sure everything was straight. I wasn't straight. there, bro. No, no you came. You no, I, I saw him. Yes, I'm sure. I'm 100 percent sure. I was at BYOB last year, and I, I saw him. No, I was there too. I you were at Juneteenth because because. I, uh, oh, the outside joint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yes, about to tell you, he was, was there. there. I seen him. I did, I did pull up. Yeah, I was with my fam, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Did we talk? No, no we, we didn't, didn't talk. talk. We were towards the end, and it was just like a soap opera. Like, we, we was hot out there, so we had to make something shake. Oh, yeah. oh it was a blaze. Yeah, so we, we had to make ourselves entertained. I came out for like 15 minutes, like, all right, I'm out of here. This is Yeah, crazy. that's that's one thing we won't be doing next year is vending ourselves. <laughs> we will not be vending ourselves next year, right, that's for right. sure. Dang, that's what's up. Yo, I, I appreciate you fellas coming through. No problem. Um, and just, you know, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank keep you. Keep doing what you're it. doing. Keep building. Um, obviously, in partnerships, it gets really, really rough. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, y'all have a great relationship. Just watch for the stuff that's coming that yeah. will try to put a wedge in the relationship. There's mm -hmm. always, and I mean, you might have experienced it already, but there's mm -hmm. always stuff coming that's going to try to put a wedge in the relationship. So y'all just stay tight. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. And uh, make sure y'all follow Support Black Colleges. Okay, I need my hoodie, man. I got you, bro. All right, a hoodie or a jacket. That's the other <laughs> one. I'm out of here. Sure. All right, y'all. Peace. Yo, this is your boy, Donald the Boys. Donald the Boys. And that's right, if you're listening, then you know a little bit of my swag, my production. I'm a voiceover artist, podcast producer, and also a little bit of a creative. And I want to offer you a special offer for this podcast listenership. That's right, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you need any kind of commercials, promos, or advertisements, that then I'll be sure to hook you up. With prices starting as low as $50 for a fully produced commercial, I'm willing to give you the best value that you can get anywhere. So once again, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com, and I look forward to talking to you. And, and, and now, back to the show.
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.